Let's get this out of the way first. That's a dope-ass T-shirt. Here it is. I wore it on purpose. I'm building building a brand right now. You, The brand is built already. When I saw that shirt, I was like, yep. It's, uh, it's coming. Hex code. Yep. HC, hex code. Link right under the cat. Just click right here. <laughs> uh, Will Wright, welcome to Chit Chat with Pillow Cat. Did you come up with that? Yeah. Oh, wow. You came up with this? Oh. <laughs> uh it's pretty hip honestly like i feel like maybe a lot of points that are made on your vlog are going to be lost by the hypnotic gaze he's intense i don't know if he's happy or sad but he's always he's always 100 percent. his entire life is processing a bunch of bulleted information about his companies Do you know how unusual that is for a cat? (laughs) Especially for a cat. Yeah. First of all, this cat was born a pillow. (laughs) Everything about this cat's life is an anomaly. (laughs) Look at those eyes. Uh, Hello, darkness. (laughs) Hey, man. I don't hate it. I'm just saying, but I have to process it. We're going to be all right. (laughs) Um, So, you're here because... You asked me. I asked you to be here, and you foolishly said yes. I have a lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for anyone who does not know you, I think most people will know you, but Sinryu, Lil Iffy, Peak Physique with me. What else? I mean, good Lord. I do stuff. You, you yeah. pick it up from there. Yeah, I mean. You're composing a, now. Yeah, a lot of film stuff and ensemble stuff now. But uh, yeah, video video work. Mm-hmm. Just jack of jack of many you know yeah many uh formats so i admire a lot about you the thing that i admire the most about you is the way you can see like let's take peak physique for instance early in peak physique's life we were i was still thinking about like how's this kick drum sound how's this snare gonna work what are these sounds gonna be and you were already five years down the road with like the way we were gonna dress the lighting the name of the band, how we talked about ourselves, what our bio was going to be. Those are things that personally I think of last. It's just I don't have a brain for that kind of thought process. You've done that with Sinryu. You've done it with your personal brand. You've done it with Lil Iffy. I would love to just hear however you want to talk about it, any advice you can give for how to like set that brand up. Well, I think for me, I, well, for starters, I feel like a lot of that stuff is useless if the kick drum doesn't sound great. And so I feel like Peak Physique is kind of a success, a creative success anyways, um, because you have maybe somebody attacking from one one side and then the other person attacking from the other side. Um, for me personally, um, and I did I did try to, um, try to, uh, sorry to say um every time, I did try to approach Peak Physique with a lot of the things that I learned from Iffy and maybe in my rock and roll, my like band work, I approach things the same as you where I kind of get tied up in the studio and kind of tied up in the minutia on the musical end of things where with Iffy, I really try to experience it from the perspective of the audience. And I try to start at the finish line and then, back through the details so by the time 
by the time I get to fine tuning the kick drum, there's a path forward because yeah. I kind of got there backwards. And so experiencing, trying to experience the prototype from the audience perspective yeah. is, you know, I feel applicable for whatever kind of brand you're dealing with. You know, it it might even sound cliche, but it, you know, it becomes a cliche because it's right, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, at least in this realm. And so I think experiencing trying to experience what you're trying to build from the perspective of your customer perspective of your audience and to, and to kind of get ahead of yourself in a positive way, I guess, and see the, maybe when you imagine the finish line, imagine yourself at the finished product, a bunch of it is wrong. Yeah. You know, then you can kind of get ahead of your own mistakes. Yeah. Look at your, Look at your idea. Just because it's your ideal doesn't mean that it's ideal. You yeah. Know? And um, I remember we were working on, I forget what track it was. You show, we, we set a studio date to work on a specific peak song and you showed up and you were like, dude, I have an idea. Let's start a new track. Imagine a whole audience singing back. I want you and I don't give a fuck who knows. And I was just like, I, I can't think that way. Like, I can't start a song with that in my head. Like, yeah, what, you, what's the most satisfying thing for an audience goer to be singing in unison that's going to give them that kind of peak experience? And we built the song backwards from there. Build it from the moment. You don't, you don't have to find, you know, sort of the climax if you build away from it. You know, you, you find that, like game winning home run and then you kind of build the the rest of the story around it because yeah. we if you know this is where i want to end up then you sort of establish as much of that as you can on the front side and the same same way goes i think with even even outside of the musical realm you have to dress for the job that you want mm-hmm. you know i guess it's the like hall of fame cliche about it but figure out exactly where you're going and then if you can fill in some of the the journey initially you maybe you can knock out a milestone milestone seven while you're working on one through six yeah because it's not necessarily reliant you know you can go ahead and start your song at the big moment because then you have you can kind of see how much real estate you have between your intro and your yeah. climax. Yeah. And that way in that way maybe your your build up isn't as organic as it would be if you got there linear, but it will be more measured and yeah. to me that's way more valuable. So with Iffy, everything I did was deconstructed. Yeah. Everything and and and, and to be fair the whole experience was lightning in a bottle and it never happens. And really, you know, it as modest as the success with it was the, to, for me, the satisfaction in it was just being able to establish, establish those main milestones and then just 
once you have them in place, you can just kind of play, you know, and, and, and just kind of try things. So walk us through like the beginnings of that. When you decide you're going to do the thing, like you and Tom were talking, you were the ideas musical first. Did you think of the image first? Did you think of the name first? How did you, if someone looks at little iffy and goes, how did that get started? How did that turn into what it is? In your mind, building it, how did you build it? Well, the name is a pretty good example of experiencing your product from through the eyes of your audience. Because, you know, I feel like if I were a first-timer, if I was a stranger walking into a little iffy show and I saw me yeah. on the stage with <laughs> all of my, like, absolutely not, not rappers, rapper friends, just all sweating and like howling about magic spells and things like that i would be like and so calling it like a little iffy i feel like it was kind of forgiving but that but but it most certainly is a conscious a conscious way to to communicate to the audience that i know what you're like i know what you're looking at right now (laughs) trust me i'm here with you yeah i i know and um a lot of the things that i do are sort of uh Maybe not born from, but they're fertilized in like deep sort of existential frustration. And so I just, I had been writing my ass off and like writing songs as hard as I could for Sinru for so long. And like it, it hits a point where the songs keep coming, the songs keep coming. And then it's like, what, what am I doing? Like, yeah. am I going to be. Right. 80 years old and I've written 5,000 songs and I just kind of stopped, you know, I kind of stopped myself and then I was stopped Yeah, and I couldn't resume once the moment passed. And so it was more just an excuse to try something. And again, like the value of just kind of boldly flopping around creatively is it can't be, it can't be overstated, you know, the value of just trying things because there's no logical path to make the decision to write a bunch of stupid song. You know what I mean? Like really one stupid song that just kind of forced, kind of forced my hand because I was in no position to turn down work and the, the one stupid, you know, like stupid, like, let's just try it. It'll be hilarious. You know, it, it basically says like, would you like to work? You know, like would you, you're the, you know, you're the aspiring musician. Would you like to, perform music for a few years you know and there's no logical path to that point you just have to kind of try things and whatever works you know the successful business is supposed to be like a one in ten and you know one in ten endeavor you know and so um i think so many i think that's a hundred percent true but i think so many artists especially start doing stuff without any long-term goal like they don't think about the reason they're doing it. Well, there's an org- there's a value to sort of arriving at things organically. I think yeah. because when it's when it's fully contrived, yeah. you know, and and again, it can work to your advantage to really have like a battle plan and to you know, I think you see this a lot in Nashville and things like that where it's you know someone is interested in putting together a musical experience for people we will have this kind of a bass player we'll have this and like we'll have these people write the songs for it and it will be 
perfectly branded yeah. and things like that. There's a value in that in a certain realm, but for me, everything I do is, has to be a little bit. I have to get there a little bit organically, or I just check out. You know, if it's if it's just it feels contrived to me, I have to check out. Well, but know? that's the the lightning in the bottle of the stuff you're involved in is none of it reads as inauthentic. Like when you go see a little iffy. Oh, we mean it. No matter what your experience is the first time you see it, whether you're into it or not, you're at least going to, A, stick around for the whole thing. B, you're going to read the authenticity on the stage. Everybody up there wants to be there. Everybody up there knows the songs. It's not bullshit. Like, yeah. it, might, it might be tongue-in-cheek at times. It might be like with the intention of fucking with somebody, but it's from an authentic place. It is what it is. Um, you know, something I've always... We have a long time uh bass player in sinru andres mccormack and some of those early early sinru songs are pretty like fiery you know it was written from like a young kind of a young energy perspective and things like that and when he plays those songs yeah he just he just plays them you know like you never get a bunch of you know snarling and mm-hmm. he you know he he just plays a song and it's not his it's not his process to pretend to be furious right. and things like that and because of that i've always loved watching him play those songs because it's so <laughs> it's so removed from the original song but it somehow to me is even more the authenticity of just of just kind of coldly kind of boring through a, yeah. like a high energy like a just a fast furious song and he's just yeah kind of in the pocket experiencing it in his own way that to me i think translates so much you know i think there's a lot of the currency that passes back and forth between especially in a live live situations the currency that passes between a performer performer and an audience yeah. stretches so much further when it's believable even when it's music is as ridiculous as as what we do with iffy or you know it, at times even in peak physique you're sure. trying to communicate a lot of kind of Sec, you know, like it's a sec, it's a sexual theme a lot of times, and it's a lot of kind of visceral stuff. But when it's kind of delivered, pretending to like pretending to embody your lyrics is not the same. Sure. Pretending to embody your songs is not the same as authentically performing them. A hundred percent. And yeah. I feel like I feel like that currency, the emotional currency, and the creative currency, and the creative you know the economy between performers and audience and recording artists and listeners goes so much further when you can communicate an authentic presentation so it's really important to me from from the initiation of ideas for it to be somewhat organic you know even even in how you come to decide in the plans come to decide on things i feel like you have to let it breathe i think i think yeah 100% and mm. and like the the most successful things that we've done together with peak for just as an example i think are those moments where we're just playing around with a beat or playing around with a chord progression or a lyric and then once we get the sound or we get the groove both of us feel it we say okay that's the thing now we move forward and like if we don't get to a point where we feel something we just keep looking and yeah. keep digging and that that looking and digging isn't predicated upon we have to stay in these boundaries like we're just looking for something that has some sort of sauce like it has nothing to do with 
sometimes it is like we're gonna write a song like this yeah like we I have mean, some we have a grid that we're working on but we're not looking specifically to fit anything within you know a certain sound or a certain beat until we find something that like connects with us yeah i think the creative process in a collaborative setting like that is always there has to be some kind of space to exist within so maybe it's not we're gonna write a song like this or maybe it's it's not it's time to write a fast one or it's time to write a slow one but there is sort of a and i think probably better musicians don't need don't need a sandbox to live in as much as we do probably but but at any rate it's uh it's less about the grid i think and you know and more just kind of about just kind of finding people you can work with who you can authentically explore yeah with you know and a lot of times one song idea ends up cracking into three songs or whatever maybe three song ideas all kind of get lost in the fog and come back out as one you know and it's not important yeah you know i've you know unless you're on the verge of making a fortune yeah you know then we're all out here trying to do a thing we like to do yeah or we're driving ourselves crazy thinking about how rich we could be if anyone understood our music usually a fine blend of both (laughs) (laughs) um and it's all it's all just kind of crazy it's all like hobbyist psychosis but like uh yeah Yeah, it is (laughs) but yeah i mean everybody's everybody i think the important the most important thing whether you're building a brand to sell clothing or you're building a brand to sell songs or you're not trying to sell anything i think the most important thing to do out of the gate is like you have to figure out what your desire structure is and you have to you know this is business 101 but you have to set sort of even the vaguest ladder of goals like what is what is a mile what would be a satisfying milestone for this maybe Mm -hmm. it's 50 followers on a social account or maybe it's 10 downloads of of a remix that you put up on soundcloud or something or or, you know or um anything you have to have an idea not just not even just about what would satisfy you but you need to know why you're doing it yeah and if you're doing it to make money like don't be ashamed of it but if you're doing it to make money don't pretend that you aren't right you know if you're doing it to make money then then there are examples for you yeah there are people that are making money doing what you want to do yeah. and you should absolutely exploit every bit of information that you can get from their stories because they've already made the mistakes for you yeah if you're doing it to satisfy yourself creatively and whatever else happens is just icing i think that's ideal i mean you that, know? that's the place where all of us were at some point sure most and of us that are really sitting are, where we yeah. are yeah yeah <clears throat> i mean where, I, yeah. I i remember feeling very intensely from early on with peak like walking into waters that i wasn't super comfortable with the thing that is exciting about it is the collaborative nature but also 
doing things that I've never done before. Like I've never experimented with this kind of drum setup before. I've never experimented with something that was so heavily reliant on computer. And for me, it was a welcoming into audience engagement much more than anything I've ever done before. Cause it's always been constrained to performing and you have engagement when you're performing, of course, but not to the extent where it's like a part of the band. Like and you're a drummer. Yeah. That, always, it's so alien for always me. safe yeah no matter what i'm fine and no one ever judges the drummer for not engaging the audience because you're doing more than anyone <laughs> totally, else on the stage totally just carrying your drums to the show <laughs> yeah. has already has already satisfied your your quota for yeah. uh investment <laughs> yeah if a drummer comes in and brought all of his stuff from the house and sets it up and then he kind of like job done snoozes through the show you got to be like this probably a lot of work <laughs> Um, but it, for, for me, it always maintained excitement and that original feeling, you know, back from like when you first learned about songwriting, because it, it was new territory for me, it's continually new territory for me. Um, and I think the part of my brain that enjoys production and enjoys songwriting and performing is that part of the brain. Like if it's something I've done 600 times at that point, I'm just it's literally just clocking in clocking out at a certain point yeah i um peak obviously presented a new kind of challenge for me because i've always kind of given like here's the song yeah and then we'll figure the details out together in a group or in a you know whatever but in in a pure in a purely like truly collaborative setting like that you really kind of have to learn how to not be a fucking baby and you have to learn hard yeah (laughs) you have to you like me yeah meeting someone meeting someone halfway when you've always been kind of like a jolly little yeah dictator like (laughs) listen to my idea it's the it's the now it's the rules yeah you know and uh the amount that it it cultivates so much perspective um and it forces you to edit you know and and that's hard you know when 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 you love your ideas yeah you know and i think in a manner of speaking anyone that anyone that is going to go through the kind of abject hell um to foster any 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 kind of even the illusion of a career or the illusion of the aspiration of a career in a creative form again whether it's graphic tees songs yeah home studio yeah anything if you're willing to do the kind of things that the system as it is like will put you through in order to make crumbs yep you got to love your idea it's a common theme on this couch, man. Yeah. Every person I have talked to has said some version of that same thing. You have to. Yeah. If you're, if you're this age and you want to do this thing in any sort of serious capacity, you better be ironclad with how you feel about it. Oh, yeah. Because the, the amount that you'll resent, you resent the investment, I think, immediately if you don't mean it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you see the people who think, who think they're about that life get especially you see folks that might have a rock and roll fantasy that end up in a touring ensemble 
who jump out, yep. <laughs> jump out of the band so pretty fast. fast. Yep. Yeah, because it sucks. Yep. And uh, if you if you love it, it doesn't change that it sucks. It's just worth it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like working in a collaboration really forces you to kind of mean it if you do you know because if you don't if you don't love your ideas when you're completely in control you will fucking hate your ideas when you are forced to (laughs) show some restraint about them you know and uh and we've had like we've had song songs that come across the plate where one of us feels real strong about something the other one either goes okay we're both pleasers though so really i don't feel as strong as you do (laughs) so sure why not Right, and but we there's... usually we just end up sitting in silence, going like, hmm. "Well, well, mm. what? Mm. Mm. Well, maybe we should try. Uh... Let's just bounce it like it is. Okay. We'll think I... about it. Yeah, <laughs> live with it for a few months, and then we'll both listen to it, and then we both come back and apologize <laughs> because because it's who we are, and we'll be like, "No, let's do it your way." Yeah. And they'll be like, "No, you were right the whole time," and then we'll be like, and then we'll fight about who was right, and because. The only pleasure either one of us really gets in life is to uh, appease the needs of the people we care about, and so a hundred percent. Yeah, it's really dark. My mom know? did that to me. Thanks, yeah. thanks, mom. Shout out to mom. Shout out to uh, all the therapists out there. People pleasers. That's right. And so the need to ring the bell to be the mother's boy is um, <laughs> yeah. it really yeah. All of your like in a, in a what I'm finding is that in a in a true like a head to head collaboration. Because there are a lot of bands out there that function, I think, in a really healthy zone, and everyone contributes, and and there's a good dialogue. Um, most people are just regular people, and so when you get into a creative collaboration where where everyone's truly invested, all of your little like oh, yeah. psychological ticks yep. will come out because. If it's a job and everyone's under contract, then it's real easy to know the the boundaries. But when you're just doing it because you love to do it, yep. every like you're just totally yeah. I feel like totally exposed. And if you can find one that works like we did, yeah. Again, just like with Iffy, it feels a little bit like lightning in a bottle, just on the creative side of it. And um, it's the be- It's really the best, and it's rare. When Iffy got off the ground, and I'm I'm curious about Iffy because I've never asked you this before, and I, I know Peak because I'm part of it. Yeah, 50%. <laughs> and this is my couch. Yeah. So my question would, would be, when you and Tom start doing Iffy, when you, when you literally crack the crust on it, are you thinking through the name? Are you thinking through the clothing? Are you thinking through the stage presence and the group of people that's around you? No question. You are? Yeah. See, Again, like that's my process. When it's something like that, I start at the end, and I deconstruct. And was Tom thinking about any of that? Tom, I let Tom work exclusively on the beats. Not let. Yeah. Like that's that was the process. You know, like yeah, we worked. You know, and really only Zach and I ever toured a lot. Sure. You know, the um the creative relationship there was. You know, he is so exceptional in Ableton he's so exceptional just in hearing you know I, I would bring him these these kind of big vague ideas that I dreamed up and he's so good at kind of hearing what I mean through all of the yeah. enthusiasm and 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 
and guiding me to a point where it's a actionable sure. idea and, and something we could even perform to. It was important to know what what I was making. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then figure out the best case, re, like the best case climax for it, the best case gotcha. um, vision for it and start there and just kind of build build back from there. Yeah. And so, you know, even knowing, you know, this is what I'd like it to look like, maybe I can't afford it yet. And so let's find a way to make a low-budget version of what I want it to look like. Right. You know, and maybe if this is where I want the energy to be at, but we don't really even have the songs for it yet, let's, let's establish, you know, establish a path to that kind of a live show yeah. you know and everything about it the clothes it's easy buy it on the internet yeah. and it's like you know and you know like i said even with the name i needed it to be welcoming yeah. you know it's it's a it's a dumb idea you know a lot of entertainment is dumb like the little videos we send to each other all day long yeah. is dumb but it's it's supposed to be a bit of a you know it's a bit of a you know it's a it's a candy bar you know it's not it's not going to make you it's not enlightening anyone and it's not change you know it's not changing anyone's life any more than any other it's a candy bar yeah it's 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 supposed to be fun it's not supposed to ask too much of you it's just a, a way to go have a good time at a show or you know and the reason you know cut if he is a it's a, like a sugar diet yeah you know and so i needed because of the nature of it um everything about it serves a purpose when you when you when you imagine your ideal and you're putting yourself either there from square one as close to there as you can be or setting yourself on a course to get there yeah you have in my opinion you have a have to do service to your customer or your audience by seeing it from their perspective almost exclusively yeah because you don't actually matter um you can go post stuff on soundcloud all day long no one listens to it right. it's for you yeah. it's like in that realm mm. it's for you but the second you make it a product for the public if you you have to respect your audience enough and you have to understand your audience enough to build a to build the thing that is going to function the best for them yeah and that again like that doesn't matter in any way yeah what you're trying to build or what you're trying to sell if you're if you are inconsiderate to your customer your audience what does uh the guy from magnetic field say if you ignore the audience they will go away yeah, totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. do you think that helps you make decisions when you have that simple idea like do songs come faster because you have a, a very clear north like we know what this is we know why we're doing it that yeah. decision is easy to make now. My songwriting, um, my songwriting experience is so far down, like such a, so, I mean, it's such a, a winding place in my songwriting experience. Where for me, it's sort of like, these days, the puzzle is just finding um, time to sit down and be like, God. hey, I've got time to write a song. If I if I get to that point, <sighs> then there are about a hundred songs waiting for their turn. Yeah. And so if I get them if I get time to focus on songwriting, there's nothing to it yeah. um, anymore. But when, it, but more often, what I find these days is that I'm sort of 
building uh, entities and yeah. um, you know in composing for ensembles and films it's not the same you know yeah. and that's that's a, a months long project you know process and absolutely different yeah. you know and um, typically it's commission work so it's not like you're writing for an audience but you're not writing for a customer right. you know and so in that it's a completely different headspace but if you're a touring musician or an aspiring recording artist you have to build your entity with your audience and your customers in mind because yeah. you know maybe I mean, and and maybe you're one of the lucky ones that can be like an asshole and people will love you anyways but like i would rather not yeah you know and I, it sounds does not sound like, like a great experience to me and so most of the emotional currency that i get out of building entities and like building bands and brands is pleasing yeah you know and and profit aside you know the the energy to get up in the morning and to hit it again can't just come from profit yeah. you know it it, it, right. it has to come from that exchange you know to say i'm you know i'm taking a chance on this because i think you will love right. it you know right. and i'm doing this because i think you will love it yep. and for me that's that is the the real the real economy i love that man yeah. i have and a lot of this is due to the work we've done in peak I've, I've started asking people when they come record up here once we get to that point where they go well, hey what do you think there's always that moment where i go what who is this for yep what is it for are you putting a record out? Are you trying to reach somebody? Are you trying to get picked up to do a film? Are you trying to get picked up for a label? Are you wanting to tour? And this is a way to book shows. Who's the audience? Why are you here? Yeah. And if you're, you know, maybe, you know, I think a big school of thought is that whatever you make, you should make, make it. It's like your exact vision, Yeah. you know? And I feel like there's a value in that, but, but on the other hand, that's the most important question because a lot of people are i mean a lot of people want to be famous yeah. a lot of people want to be rich you know a lot of people want the visibility or whatever and we don't live in an age i don't think where you have to be ashamed of it no and i feel like no you know i feel bands there in about 10 years ago it seemed like 10 or 15 years ago bands that would sell songs for like ad posturing and oh stuff God. like that would get would oh, yeah. get run out on a rail you know and it's like like the guy from of montreal when he sold the outback thing and it's like this man has a daughter yeah. you know like yeah. as a person <clears throat> with a daughter you have you know a daughter and a dude and it's like if i could sell a song to outback and you call me a sellout about it you're like I would have to be like, you're exactly right, yep. you know, and, <clears throat> you know, I, uh, I did. Yeah. And I, I do it again right now, yep. Yep. you know, because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of those artists die broken, hungry, They're, you know, and a lot of the lives fall apart because they can't put the ends together and that mentality is a young mentality in my opinion. Well, it's, it's, and, and well, it's both young and it's completely dated and i yeah, yeah. And, I, and i feel like people who and what i mean by young maybe not age but a young experience mentality people people who have not been in a van for five years touring or who have not 
with their whole heart tried to make a living in the industry. Yeah. Like, and they're and we talked about this in a, in a different episode, but like, that's why I go back to the question. What is this for? Are yeah. you doing this because you want to tour? Are you doing this because you want to sit on your couch and make music all day? Are you doing it because it's a hobby and your mom loves the song you wrote and you really want a recording of it? Yeah. Cause those are to, very different things. You have to <laughs> understand your desire structure. And yeah. I, you know, I, building the apparel brand that I'm working with my wife on right now. It's so important to figure out not just what your milestones are and what your ideal looks like, but you have to understand your desire structure. Yeah. With it. What about it is meant to satisfy you, you know, and if it is, if it's profit, that's great. Yeah. It's great. You know, it, it's great to make money and it's great to do the thing that you're good at too yeah. you know and if and if it's creative satisfaction that it's it's great too you know and it doesn't have to be both and it doesn't have to be either right you know and maybe it's just your instinct that says it's time to do this because yeah. that's what I, that's what i do a lot with yeah. my stuff is i get a, a weird feeling and now it's time to write yeah. this and hopefully there'll be an audience for it and if there's not for me, that's okay too. Right. You know, and because it's probably just the just the now thing. Yeah. And I'll have something else to do. You know. I mean, but, you you and I just recently worked on a secret thing that yeah. was very in that week. Like we were feeling it, we did it, and and now it exists. We, and that's and we good. and we tried to go back to it after the fact, and it, you very clearly were like, "Dude, I can't get in that headspace anymore." It's make like, it. Yeah, you have to just make. You make it, make the thing when it's time to make the right. thing. If you have the resources to. Um, Can I quick clarify one thing real quick? You said the desire structure. You said something earlier that stuck out to me, where you said, "Is it to be rich? Is it to satisfy your creative brain?" And I want to be really clear that I don't think those things are milestones. Like that's your desire, but when you come in to make a record and you say something like, "I want to be famous." you need a reality check of what your next step is. I feel like a lot yeah. of the times well, like, the and th- keep that desire. Like that's your desire. That's your drive. Like keep it plastered to your, your mirror when you're brushing your teeth in the morning. But like that next step up the ladder can't just be, I want to be famous. Like fame is a milestone to me, but it's like, uh, what I'm talking about is approaching your thing honestly yeah you know and wanting to be wanting to be a person who is famous for their idea is attainable it's more attainable than it's ever been it goes it doesn't go as far as it used to but it definitely is more attainable than ever and i yeah what i what i mean to say here is it's there is a culture of shame for wanting for wanting success instead of just wanting to like be a tortured artist you know like starving to death by yourself it's and your great it, ideas it's dumb yeah. and it's like you can love your ideas and you can want success and you can i feel like you should you should want if if a person doesn't want to make money and a person doesn't want their idea to go all the way then i'm yeah. like i know what you mean i know yeah. exactly what you mean yeah i would would go back there yeah being honest with yourself about your motivation you know and setting things like Again, I, I mean, I, I'll use the words, you know, like, rich, you talk about riches, 
and you want people wanting riches and people wanting to be famous and people wanting to be viral and people wanting to all, want, 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 you know, like you have to have those things yeah. and you have to be honest yeah. about those things <clears throat> with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think living or subscribing to an age that shames people for wanting security. Yeah. You know, that if, if you were born an incredible piano player, yeah. people who would shame you for wanting to be rich, you know, there are people that get rich playing the piano and it's like, if I'm born a, a, a amazing piano player i want you know what i mean like i want to live a life where i'm allowed to do the thing i'm best at and to be fairly compensated for it there are people that are purely passionate about it that feel like the pursuit of 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 financial prosperity on the back of their art ruins it yeah and those people are also right you know because i'm sure that they know how they feel about it you know and every as long as you're honest about why you're doing it, you're right, you know, and no, it's no one's job to shame you if you if you know why you're doing what you're doing and who you're doing it for, you know. Not 100%. And the whole thing is, for me, is about perspective. And you have to, on this end, you have to be completely honest with yourself about why you're doing it. And on this end, you have to see the finished product and you have to see it from the perspective of your audience, of your customer, right. of your web followers whomever you're doing the thing for you gotta you gotta be it yeah at least psychologically you gotta be it for me and there are a million schools of thought but for me you gotta be it right away yeah and you gotta see what's what's wrong about it and fix it as you go yeah and and that's it that's the that's the for me the whole the whole success formula is to just be real be real about why you're doing it understand what's going to satisfy you because it's the satisfaction it's not the money it's the satisfaction of having the money you know and so like you got to figure out every way if you think you really want to do something you got to figure out every way you can be satisfied and build a thing that hits as many of those as you can yeah that's it i 100 percent agree one last question if that's the mindset how do you know when it when it comes time to make a decision right now, right this second? How do you know you're making the right one for you? You don't. I mean, you. If it's time to make, uh, like, I don't know if you mean a creative decision or a business decision. Let's or say anything. let's say creative decision. Yeah. Well, luckily, we're not generally recording to tape. We're not. You know what I mean. But um, I don't think we've ever recorded to tape. I've been a part of a tape session. It yeah. is. It requires razors. Yeah. Anyways, like chalk, powder, tape, mm-hmm. staple things. Yeah. No, I think with any with anything in your life, you you want to be able to access your experience and your perspective as quickly as you can in those moments, and you make the decision. If it's a business decision, if it's a creative decision, you. If you know what you're doing, like if you know where you want to be and and you're you know why you're on your way, I think you just make those decisions as honestly as you can and live with the consequences. Hopefully you can back up if you run off the road. Control command Z. Not control Z, command Z, right? Yeah, there are some things you can't undo, but it's probably not gonna be life or death. Yeah. So just recalibrate and hopefully get smarter. 
Yeah. If you make if you do something right, learn from it. If you do something wrong, learn from it. Yeah. And like keep trying things. Love it, man. Thank you. Thank you.